Welcome to Blue Collar Fitness. Your hosts are Connor Burton, trainer, competitive bodybuilder, and kinesiologist, Josh Sargent, strength coach, graduate researcher, and educator. Blue Collar's mission is to bring reputable information to the masses. There's so much misinformation in the fitness industry. We want to shake things up and help you navigate the information to add value to your health, career, family life, and fitness goals. We hope you enjoy today's show. All right, everybody, welcome to episode 41. Uh, Blue Collar Fitness, we have a very special guest today, Dr. Brian Ziegler. He's a doctor of physical therapy, and he will um, be talking about his his new paper, his work he's been doing with- uh, New the, research. With uh, the knees over toes guy. Ben Patrick. Ben Patrick. So yeah, let's talk about our sponsor real quick. We actually just had a crash. We had a very long sponsor message. Um mm-hmm. But uh, we actually already had Dr. Brian call in a little bit ago. But you guys are going to get the the less long-winded version and the uh, abridged. The Cliff Notes version, the abridged oh. version, just like abridged Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, so Connor. today is perfect timing. <laughs> yeah, nobody's not abridged at all. You're rambling. <laughs> <laughs> so today I got my blood work uh, in and I had the fortunate or the fortune of having <laughs> RA chicken on me. Um and I was able to get that done and it was very efficient. I got all my blood panels done and Ari was very uh, diligent on checking in on me. So that was good. Got to make sure everything's good under the hood. And yeah, Andrew Jenks has been really good about checking in on me and making sure everything's all good and I'm feeling good. And then I'm pretty excited once I get these blood work, these blood pan- panels done. I will be getting these back from um, the lab and we'll go over them with Dr. Yeah. Here's a guest, Dr. Brian Ziegler. How you doing? Doing well, guys. How are you? Pretty doing good. good, man. Go can, ahead and finish your, you... finish your commercial there, there, Connor. Don't <laughs> cut it off. <laughs> oh, you mean the commercial where I was rambling? Well, I just want to say that, uh, that Androgenic Solutions have done a very good job of building a comprehensive plan for me. Um, coming off a show, I went on to uh, testosterone replacement therapy, and now I'm just making sure to check the levels of everything under the hood and make sure everything's good. My inflammatory markers are good, so I don't have any internal issues. So I can uh, you know, put on mass this, uh, this new year. So don't want to put on mass if I have any you know, problems and make sure I have a good controlled bulk until my next uh, bodybuilding contest. Healthy bodybuilder is a good bodybuilder. Mm-hmm. All right, Dr. Brian Ziegler, welcome in, sir. Sorry about that uh, technical difficulty. At least we have video for you now. Can you hear us in <laughs> right right? Yeah, you guys are beautiful. All right. Ah, thank you. <laughs> well, give us a recap. Pretend like you told us nothing. Um, oh, yeah. How did you get started in physical therapy. How did you, how did you, um, come about getting into this career? Yeah. So, uh, the, the, the PT thing was sort of unintentional. Um, I, I started out actually right out of high school, not wanting to do any sort of college or anything like that. I was kind of 
done with the books. I thought it was all pretty lame. Uh, so I, I was already kind of into the, the computer thing, building my own computers and all that stuff. And so I, you know, back then there was not a lot of schooling for the kind of stuff I was doing. Um, and so if you knew how to do some command line stuff, you kind of got, you were able to get like corporate jobs really easy. So, uh, from, you know, age of 19, I was in the corporate world for, and I stayed there for like 14 years, ended up doing like uh, backend server management. Um, which I, I mean, I guess if you really like that stuff is kind of exciting, but I thought it was pretty boring after a while because, you know, the computers, they only do what you tell them to do. And so if, if it breaks or if it doesn't work, you're always the one that's wrong. And so that kind of sucked. Just like us today. Uh, <laughs> no way. That was, you know, um, so I, after high school, I was also kind of dabbling in, in college because you know whoever I was dating at the time was probably also going to college so I thought eh, maybe I'll just do that too and so um, th- that just sort of turned into um, pursuing a, a bachelor's degree because it you know with all the schooling I thought you know I should probably get a, a bachelor's degree so my mom could you know be proud of me and talk to, talk about me at uh, parties and stuff because as it that was she like just me. had like this <laughs> yeah <laughs> she just had this degenerate son with barely a high school diploma and so uh, so I, you know, I was, I was taking, uh, doing a Kines major cause I, at the time I was a, a bicycle racer and that sort of stuff, uh, interested me. Um, and you know, with the, the whole computer thing being kind of boring, I thought, eh, maybe I should have like a backup plan. So Kines, the one I was in, they had like a PE teacher thing, a nutritionist thing, uh, and, a, a PT thing. Well, the local high schools were getting rid of all the PE teachers and, uh, getting rid of PT pro or PE programs and all the kids are getting fat. So I thought that was probably not a good idea. Mm-hmm. Um, nutrition didn't sound super fun and you know, PT seemed, you know, reasonably entertaining. So uh, I went down the, 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 the PT route, um, which, which also meant that I had to redo like half of all the classes I'd already taken. And so um, did all that, did the, the, the undergrad thing and applied to, basically I applied to one school, got an interview and got into nice that. Work. Yeah. Thanks man. That, Super that lucky. was in the Bay um, area. Yeah. So I, I, I went to PT school at the, the combined program at UCSF and SF state. So I, I got to stay around locally and you know, go to school. We only so have, finished up there. Oh, sorry to interrupt you there. We only yeah, have okay. two cool. physical therapy universities in the state of Oregon. It's pretty competitive oh, wow. for all the undergrad because there's a lot of there's quite a few universities with Kinese kids coming out of undergrad. So, but you know, good luck getting into those two programs in the whole state. So, it's, yeah, that's, you yeah. got in the first try, man. Good job. Yeah, yeah I was pretty lucky. Um, so uh, I also had an interesting story. I guess they they wanted to hire the old man, uh, to, you know, to 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 be right there with the 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 twenty year olds, and so. Um, yeah, so I did that graduated in 20, 2016, I think. So I've been doing this for six years. So, um, it's been fun. So I'm a, I, I, the area I practice in is outpatient orthopedics. I work over at, uh, Kaiser here. Do you guys, you guys have Kaiser in Oakland, right? I actually in, just uh, got Oregon? Kaiser, yeah, Kaiser. Kaiser insurance today. I enrolled. Oh yeah. <laughs> right on. Uh, <laughs> thanks for supporting the paycheck. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. You're welcome. No, I have a few clients who, uh, are working for Kaiser. So it's, we have one in the vicinity near um, the gym that I work at. Yeah. Right on. It's a, it's a, they're a good company to work for. It's an interesting model of practice that we have to uh, adapt. 
uh, to work there, but we can talk about that later if you guys want. But we're interested, man. Bring it uh, on. Okay, but uh, yeah, maybe later. So anyway, that that's how I I, I got into to PT. Um, and you know, a, a, as a, a an athlete, I was always kind of attracted to the orthopedic stuff and never the like the inpatient neuro side of things. How did you? Uh, so then, last you've been since 2016. You're seven years in. And then when did you start wa- working with Ben? Uh, so the ATG thing, uh, I, I've only been with those guys six or seven months. Um, I kind of initially, so I'd seen Ben and his knees over toes guy stuff all over social media. And uh, I, I sort of, I just passed him off as some other kind of, you know, goofball, maybe just trying to get clicks, doing the, the, the super value. controversial, yeah. Look at, look at, look at me. I'm doing squats with my knees over my toes, you know, right. and trying to get clicks. And so, um, you know, as, as, uh, PTs were taught, you know, that's not what you do. You don't squat like that. You know, that, that's super dangerous for your knee. You're going to blow it up and give yourself a, a wicked case of tendonitis. And so, um, you know, I, I just thought he was a disaster waiting to happen. And so, um, and then, I think last year sometime I heard him on the Mark Bell podcast and I thought, well, I should probably get over myself and hear what this guy has to say. He if, loves Smelly. If, uh, yeah, dude, if Smelly's willing to have him on, he's probably got something to talk about. Yeah, we actually had and so, Smelly on our show one time or a couple of times, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, listen to both of those great interviews, by the way. Thank, Thank you. Um, so, yeah, he, Ben had a ton of great stuff to say on that. I was impressed like immediately. And so I, I, uh, subscribed to his program. Luckily at the time my, my wife was getting bored with my training and looking for something else to do. And so I thought, well, why don't we give a, a shot to this, uh, the ATG online coaching and do the, the knees over toes guy stuff. Cause I like, again, I really liked what he had to say and she had some issues with, with her squatting. And so we gave it a shot. Um, he had, he had a thing out at Mark Bell's gym, um, a few months back and I went to it and was really impressed with all of the coaches uh, and all of the staff from ATG. And so I thought, well, shoot, you know, they also have a coaching thing and, you know, I don't know that I necessarily want to become a, a coach from being a PT, but I'd really like to see how they, they run that and how they kind of um, run the, the, the coaching side of the business. And so I switched over to the, the ATG coaching uh, program from the ATG online thing. So, and you were saying and, before, uh, Ben's ATG coaching and he's, he's got coaches and therapists coming into his fold there. Yeah. So the, there are some, some PTs, uh, PTs and other, other clinicians in there, um, in, in the coaching program. So it's primarily, uh, strength coaches. Uh, strength coaches and personal trainers in there. So, um, as, as far as I know, I'm, I'm one of at, at least on there so that, you know, we have like a telegram group and on there, as far as I can tell, there's maybe five clinicians on there and the rest of them, the other hundreds of them are all, uh, personal trainers and strength coaches and gym owners. Got it. That seems to be, like, you know, if you've an individual like yourself that also, does strength and conditioning seems to be the jack of all trades in today's um, today's game of of training and coaching because you understand both sides of the coin. 
mm-hmm. both performance and rehabilitation. You can also use manual therapy. You can you know you put your hands on people and and really get in there. Is is that you, what you're going into? Is that is that the style of um, training you or clinical work modality? Kind of, yeah. Um, I yeah. So I I do do a bit of hands on stuff. Um, but to be quite honest, uh, after PT school, um, this this is this could turn into a whole hour long rant, and I'll try not to do it. That's okay. But, uh, you know, <laughs> I got at least right I got on. ninety minutes if you want it. Cool. So you know, um, PT school, it, like a lot of uh, professional certifications, they they have to to some extent teach to the board exam that that you're going to be testing for. And so that may not necessarily be uh, the best way to do things. It's just what's been approved for the the board exam. And there's some schools out there that uh, are a little bit more forward thinking and and do newer stuff. Um, Unfortunately, the UCSF at the time that I went there, they were still kind of doing their old thing um, that may not be super effective. It was effective enough to, to churn out therapists that, um, were, I'll just say they're effective. You know, they, they can get the job done for the, the majority of people. Um, right. however they didn't, and it's not their fault and I'm not faulting the program. I love the program. It was great, but there, there are some programs out there that go that extra step to, for those that are interested to turn them into, you know, thinkers and, 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 and great therapists. And so I, from what I understand, they've changed the program a lot since, since I left. So maybe everything that I'm saying now has nothing to do with what the program there is now. So, mm-hmm. but, uh, anyway, um, since graduating PT school, the, the most useful things that I do in clinic have come from the realms of, of strength training and, and not PT. And so, that's also part of my kind of my attraction to the ATG uh, coaching program was because again I've learned so much from listening to guys like Pavel and, and um, Charles and Louis. Right. Um, the Godfathers. You, know, you just learn so much, yeah. Um, and some other uh, some other um, uh, grad school guys like yourselves that uh, like Max Marsler. You know that guy, Max Marsler. I actually had someone send me his one of his things the other day i have not looked into it how do you spell his name it's it's so it's max s c h m a r z o m a c h uh, uh, uh wait hang on so it's m a x max s c h m a r z o yeah max schmarzo for a second machine gun kelly pulled up oh <laughs> I, I was just thinking about um got it i read pavel Tatsuline's book, but I, for the last 20 seconds, I've been thinking about how to pronounce his name. I always butcher Pavel's yeah. last name. I don't think I've ever had to actually say his last name, so I just yeah. say Pavel. So, and every, everybody, he's the only one, so everybody knows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you I, know, I actually, like, strong by science guy. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, strong by science. That's right. Right. Um, really, really great follow on social media, that guy. He's he's a thinker, and uh, he's, he reads the research, um, and I actually – a uh, long time ago, bought one of his his programs when he back in the day when he'd send you a PDF of of the programs instead of uh, the monthly subscription. Um, really great. Like before, I did the ATG stuff, and like man, I I never measured my vertical, uh, but just running through his program, 
uh, I, I don't, I mean, inches and inches and inches on my vertical. I just felt like I was floating, you know, so uh, all research back his stuff. Is it similar to what Ben does strengthening the anterior tibialis and, um, the lower limb? Not, not so much. Um, so we can get into that too. Uh, the, so, so to, to compare ATG and Max's stuff, Max, uh, spent a lot of time focused on, uh, tendon, tendon strengthening, right. Um, kind of mid range tendon strengthening, kind of Mm -hmm. right in the, in the meat of things. Right. Right. And so, um, kind of where everybody's strongest and he just made everybody strong from like the, the position you'd be jumping from. Right. So, yeah. And so ATG stuff, one of the core principles of ATG training is end range strength training, both short and long. And so they're in, instead of just focusing on kind of the range you already have and beefing that up, uh, which is kind of what Max's old programs did. I don't know what the new stuff does now. Um, ATG says, okay, well, why don't we expand that range and make healthy, resilient uh, tendons and joints and muscles in the full range of motion. And, you know, if maybe if we add an extra 15 degrees or whatever onto uh, a joint, then that, that, that middle, that sweet spot is going to be so much bigger and you're going to have so much more available to work with. It expands the range so, where the strength yep. through the range of motion mobility is, is larger. That's what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yep. Yep. So, uh, let's, let's say, let's take, for example, um, you know, everybody knows Ben for the knees over toes stuff, but with this kind of thing, my, my, my favorite thing to think about is, is like bicep tendons, right? So normally folks, like if you do a lot of benching, you're going to, you know, you go to, uh, put your arms out, you're kind of stuck, like right at neutral. Not a lot of people can get way back here. Right. right. Uh, or even get into a lot of, uh, shoulder extension. And so, uh, ATG. So we train, we train that shoulder extension, right? So we get deep, 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 deep into, uh, like ring pushups and bench presses. And yeah, um, I saw you doing the ring pushups on your, uh, your Instagram page. That was pretty important. Right. The dips. Yeah. Thanks. It's, uh, it's on its way. Um, and you know, and, and everybody used to stray away from that stuff because it, it felt dangerous and, you know, without knowing how to train that, maybe somebody says, Oh, today I'm going to do 20, super deep ring pushups and they blow up their bicep tendon. Right. This right. seems and to so, be, Oh, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. This seems to be very similar to functional range conditioning, strengthening those end ranges, um, you know, doing the isometrics, the uh, control eccentrics to, to strengthen the end range mm-hmm. of motion is, does that sound right on? It, yeah. hundred percent. So every, every, and I've, I've taken a lot of the FRC stuff too. So one, one of the cool things about working at Kaiser's, they give you this gargantuan budget for taking continuing ed courses. So I love that. I've it's taken, so awesome. Yeah, it's so good. Uh, unfortunately, Ben doesn't have any uh, accreditation, so I, <laughs> I can't get them to pay for the Ben stuff. Uh, but not yet. Not yet. Um, maybe that's in the works. I don't know. So, but anyway, the, the FRC stuff, I've taken a lot of that. And so every time I'm doing Ben's stuff, I, I keep thinking to myself, this is, basically what the frc guys are, are saying it's what dre is saying but it it's do it's exactly what dre is saying but it, it's much more approachable right dre created a, a, a fantastic system and i still use it clinically uh every single day 
but you have to know the nomenclature. You have to know what a pales and rails is. And I spend half of a session teaching a person what that means and how to, you know, it takes so long. It's just, it takes so long. Um, and what Ben does and that you could call it the technology behind the ATG system and he simplified that. He's taken the movements and, and made them and selected just the right movements that you don't need that much coaching, right? There, right. There's, there's still a, a, a high focus on precision for all of the movements, but you don't need to know what a pails and a rails and a cars and am I supposed to push here or push there and, you know, right. closing angle, joint pain and all that sort of stuff. Confuses um, people. It's confusing. Um, it's confusing for clinicians too. Cause I've, I, you know, some of my coworkers, I, I, I try to teach them the FRC stuff because I, I just, you know, when I was taken, I was like, this is the bee's knees right here, man. This is, this yeah. is the truth. Uh, and I still think that, but it's just, it, you know, to tell somebody pales and rails and you get this look like, what the hell is that man? Right. And so, um, so it's the same thing End range training, um, just simplified. You're right. I, I put together a workshop last month at the athletic club where I'm at for some of the trainers trying to give them the basics of FRC. And in two hours, we had control reticular rotations down and we had the basics of pails and rails, but then the actual understanding of the methodology behind it and how to apply it to other joints and, and other exercises I, I think the minimum is going and taking the full course the two days. Mm-hmm. Yep. Definitely. Yep. Yeah. You, yeah. You can't boil it. You can't boil it down too much. And, uh, you know, the, with the pails and, or the cars, you know, the controlled articular rotations, they're, they're genius and I use them, but man, you got to know exactly what you're doing there. Um, because most people they're, they're running into that, that, that closing angle joint pain right. and they think it's okay. And they're using and so, momentum to get around. and Right. And so it's, it's great that they've been able to package every movement available to a joint into one thing. But, man, it takes forever. And th- so I'll, I'll speak a little bit about kind of the Kaiser system. Because we have so many patients coming to us, we don't get to see people three times a week like you would in, a, in an, ortho, like an outpatient private clinic. Right. I'm seeing people like once every two or three weeks. Right. And so, and, and it's, and it's a 40 minute visit. So I have to be a Let's wizard the homework and uh, it, yeah, homework is fine. But if I'm teaching somebody, I, all I want them to do is a shoulder car and they come back and they're doing some crazy windmills two weeks later. And they're like, my shoulder hurts like crazy now because I've been doing that car thing and it clicks and it's like, Oh no, we went through all of this. Ugh. Um, you know, and I can even give them YouTube videos of people that do an amazing job. Um, there's a, there's a, a, a lady on, on YouTube, Melissa Ray. I, I've been using her videos for all of my patients, uh, cause she does a really nice job of instructing them. Right. Um, but even then it's, you know, if they don't have somebody poking at them and saying, don't do this, do this, you know, that's too much here. It doesn't work. And so, um, yeah. That reminds me of the when I have uh, clients come in and we take care of the, the big bang for your buck movements. And just like uh, you hear recited over again in the physical therapy um, sector, uh, do no harm. So, you know, shoulder cars, hip cars uh, for me, it's like bracing your core for deadlifts, any kind of hip hinge 
or squat where my clients are able to do a squat, I would have them do it with me and then on their own, a little less complex stuff. So I, you I feel get, your pain there. You get your client, Connor, you get your client two or three times a week. Mm-hmm. He's, he's only getting him for 30, 40 minutes every two weeks. How do you combat that? Yeah, it's, it's hard. So, you know, uh, FRC wasn't built for Kaiser, unfortunately. So, um, what, what I do end up using with those guys, not to make this into an FRC commercial or anything, but I, I, I do use a lot of their rotational concepts, um, with, with shoulders and hips. And so, uh, which I think is great. So anyway, the Ben, has taken and really, really simplified that, right? And he's kind of broken things down into understandable chunks. So instead of a a, a, a hip car, right? He he's actually they've kind of figured out like with their their ATG split squat, um, which is basically a, a knees over toes full depth split squat. That that thing is magnificent, by the way. I don't, do you guys have you guys you know what I'm talking about with that thing? I just is that with their heels. Cause I saw your video, your, your heels was your heel hmm. rather was elevated onto a box and, um, you were going no, knees over toes. I just started right. implementing it with my clients a month ago because I had a couple weeks off school. So I, I dove in, read the book. Um, but I need to dive in deeper. I basically, all I did was read the book twice and I've been implementing it for the last three or four weeks with clients. So we love to dive in deep here. Yeah. So let's, yeah, please. I, I have like this recent love affair with the ATG split squat. Um, when I first started doing it, I didn't really appreciate it. I just kind of did the thing that looked like it. And, um, because you know, the, the whole, I don't know, it's going to be super racist, but I got the Asian thing in me, man. Um, and so, yeah, dude. And so (laughs) the knees over toes thing is, was pretty easy to begin with. I have mega ankle mobility. And Uh. so, getting deep into that position wasn't super hard, but um, that was only the front half and was missing the entire back half of that thing where a lot, or maybe most of the magic on that thing happens. So that, that, that back leg on the ATG split squat, that knee is supposed to be fully as extended as possible. Um, And in keeping that hip extension, um, or keeping that knee extension, it really tests your hip extension. So you're going to notice a gigantic stretch in the, the hip flexor and quad on that front leg or the, the rear leg rather. Right. And so that I went from having like a foot flat, full, you know, uh, fully full depth, uh, ATG split squat, not paying attention to that back leg to being like almost half as good kind of what you saw in that, that, that Instagram post, because now I'm paying attention to that rear leg. And I, my hip extension is not, I mean, I can't do like the, I don't know, what is it? The fronts, the, I don't know, the, the splits and I don't know if it's the front or whatever you call those, but anyway, the front splits. Yeah. Um, you know, I, 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 you, if you ever see Ben, he can do the front splits and he's never trained them. And it all just comes from the ATG split squat Wow. and and getting that back leg correct. Put that video up. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. we got to grow your instagram do it. man <laughs> yeah dude uh I'll do it in my underwear uh, <laughs> there you go <laughs> can i just add that yeah. when you noticed your your rear leg that was uh that had the knee that's that was fully extended fully straight it seems that you were able to apply more attention and increase your range of motion 
And then you just recently started to add load to it. Is that true? So, yeah. So, um, I, well, it had been adding load, but th- so that if we're referring to that social media post, I had, I had to dial back on, on the, on the load because I have an old, not old last year, I had a little motorcycle incident and kind of bashed up my right knee. And I've been, Oof. you know, I've got like all the rehab tools. And so I've got this really expensive BFR thing. You guys know what BFR is, right? Blood yeah, flow blood restriction. Flow restriction. Y- yeah. Yeah. So I have like the really expensive Delphi unit. And so I thought, eh, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll apply some ischemic preconditioning to it and see if that'll help heal it. Right. It, it actually ended up blowing it up and Ugh. it put me back for like a month. And so I had to like scale back everything. So that split squat, I basically had my, my front foot up on a, on a dining room chair because I couldn't get down to the ground. Um, and so everything was super low level. I couldn't even, I couldn't squat with a bar on my back or anything. Um, just cause my knee was in so much pain. So anyway, I just recently was able to reintroduce load on that thing. Um, so, uh, yeah. So in, in reference to the, to the, to the back leg, what that's allowed me to do, the tension there is actually, I'm almost having to dial back on the load because I'm now with the, the rear leg getting that knee extension that actually allows me to use kind of hip flexion in that lengthened position to help pull me out of the, the bottom of that squat. And so, right. And so, but you have to have that knee extended to feel that and to get the benefit of that. Like, man, it, it, it almost feels terrible. It feels like I'm shredding my hip flexors when I do that. Um, but, uh, it, I don't ever actually really get sore from it. So, um, but it's, it's extreme, uh, tension in that really lengthened hip extension position. And so, um, that's why I've, I've liked it so much. And it's, it's helping, it's actually helping with my low back a little bit. So speaking of the low back, I notice in myself and a couple of my clients, um, I'm probably a bad avatar to use. I've had three reconstructive hip surgeries. But when I, when I go down, my lumbar really wants to round, you know, that tailbone comes under, like I'm trying to take a crap, you know, Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. when I try to get deep, what are, what are some coaching cues? What are some regressions, some things that you do with that ATG squat for those individuals? So are we talking the split squat or just the regular, just the ATG split squat or, you know, even, uh, anytime you go like you, you elevate it. Um, and try to go okay. deeper. Okay. And so you're, so does that mean that you're, you kind of want to lean forward when, when you're doing the split squat? Yeah. My, my torso really hinges forward almost like a, yeah. like a, a, you know, a powerlifting style box squat to be able to do it and keep the spine neutral with those, uh, right. I guess you could say Scottish hips, not Asian hips. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Uh, the Kelly star at Scottish hips. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Classic. Yep. Uh, this is the, the name dropping podcast today. Yep. Yep. Um, the, so what I would advise there, um, I don't, I don't try to beat that. Right. I, I maintain the form. And so I keep that tall chest. So the upright torso extended, uh, rear knee. Right. And you you'll find that you just run right into your hip flexors and, 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 uh, rectus femoris that, that quad. Right. And that just means that that's your limit for there. Um, that's also why in the ATG system, 
Ben's thrown in the the couch stretch to work on that TFL to or to to work on the hip flexor. So the couch stretch will get the the hip flexor and the the rectus femoris. Got it. And I guess all the quads really. So it'll it'll get everything in the hip flexor, and so it's just chipping away at that thing little by little. And so you've been doing it for a month now. I've been doing it for a month, twice a week. Um, I'm I'm already noticing. Like I would have to go pretty high up on the leg press um, so that my knees didn't get a little twinge. And I can go low down on a leg press now, do hack squats um, without any knee pain. I just Now all I have to work around is that, that bum hip. But in one week, yeah. I haven't had a single knee twinge. Awesome. But not one week, yeah, in get- uh, one month. One month. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, and you know, that's what I hear with a lot of my patients that I, I give them the ATG stuff. It even, you know, maybe we'll get to that paper too, but, uh, just backward walking. Um, they like, Oh my God, I need so much better. I just backward walk. So, but so for you, I, I would just, I would advise just patients, you know, right. have, have good form and it, it'll come. Take patience with that, uh, the scholarships. <laughs> Speaking of knee twinges, right. um, how could our uh, viewers and listeners learn from what what you, Doctor Brian Ziegler, and Ben Patrick have done with the knees over toes? That knees over toes for most people, lifestyle and um, athletes. How can it be beneficial for people? And what's the kind of misconception? So the, yeah, so the, the, we'll start with the, the, the last question there, the, um, the misconception with knees over toes. I think I want to say, I I, I read that it was an article published in like the seventies where some guy had, had, some scientist had done, uh, some studies on, on the, the pressures on an, on a knee when you went into full knee bend over your toe Mm -hmm. And they saw that there was like some exponential increase in load uh, on the knee. Um, and at that point, they decided this is a really bad thing. And from there, they, they took deep knee bends out of military testing, took it out of all the schools and told everybody, you know, don't do that. Or you're going to blow your knees up. And so it's been, you know, 30 or 40 years of don't go knees over toes. But, you know, if you go, you know, for the hundreds of years prior to that, it was deep knee bends all the time. Right. Right. Um, you know, my people have been squatting super deep with their knees over toes, you know, <laughs> go down any alleyway with the, with the Chinese restaurant and see the dude out back squatting in down the on Olympics, the ground, smoking a cigarette and weightlifting too. Oh, oh yeah. It's not even close. Oh, Olympic weightlifting. Come on. Yeah, for real. Um, you know, and watch a basketball game, put it on slow, watch these guys. They drive to the hoop. They're, you know, like a Kyrie Irving or something, Michael Jordan stuff from back in the day, right. they're all knees over toes hard. And so anyway, that, that, that kind of uh, narrative got spread. And so it was, you know, decades of uh, don't go knees over toes. And so, um, you know, potentially, I, you know, I don't have any research to back this up, but that limited, you know, so many, you know, millions of people, I guess, potentially from expressing their, their full range of motion on their knees. Everybody's being terrified of, of squatting down like that. And, 
in the knee, it, you know, the knees on the inside, it's got this stuff called articular cartilage, which, you know, it's just kind of like the Teflon that lines the end of the bone. And when you apply pressure and motion to it, it, it kind of secretes this kind of the lubricant, the, the, what we call the synovial fluid. It's the lubricant and, and nutrition for the knee. And if there's parts of that knee that aren't getting pressure and movement through it, it's not going to secrete that stuff. Right. right. And so um, maybe that part of the knee becomes unhealthy, arthritic. You know, it, this is I don't this isn't fact here. I, I don't have studies to say this is exactly what happens. But that's, you know, the way I understand a knee. And it makes sense to me that, that you know, that's potentially what could have happened because of this narrative. It's a good, and so, good theory. Um, yeah. And, and so the the benefit that, that folks are going to get from the the ATG program speaking just of knees because the ATG program does everything it's it's kind of a literally a head to toe thing um, but you know because Ben's known knees over toes guy so we'll just talk about knees for a sec um, it's it takes that knees over toes thing and it fully regresses it to kind of the 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 weakest link in the chain there so anybody can do it uh, eh, I'm gonna say. 99.9% of people can do it. I have had some patients that basically needed knee replacements. Eh, they can't, they couldn't do anything, right? They, they couldn't straighten their knee out. Right. They couldn't lay on, on their bed and, and do just a, a knee extension against gravity. So, you know, of course, those guys don't really apply, but pretty much just about everybody can do the ATG program. And, and um, the kind of the brilliance of, of Ben is that, so none of the things that he does in ATG are new, right? And, and he'll tell you that. He'll tell you every single person and every single source that he got his stuff from. Right. Uh, but he just, he sequenced it in the right way and, and figured out regressions that, that anybody can do anywhere. Um, and so, and he takes it and just step by step uh, helps you build that knee back up and helps reintroduce full range of motion uh, to the knee. Tell so us that's something. really the huge benefit that they, that folks can get from it. It seems like an easily applicable system that he's gathered together from um, other people who have used those exercises and other kind of methodologies. So that's something I'm going to have to go through, but yeah, I've noticed that knee flexion um, has been something that's helped a lot of my clients actually strengthen their knees and reduce some knee pain. So I need to learn a lot more from you and Ben, Patrick and also uh yeah just growing up as a, like in youth like just in PE you'd always hear it's constantly said from your, your teachers or maybe in, in weight room class in high school like you know don't let your knee go over your toe yeah that, that was yep. like the constant thing don't let your knee, knee yep. go over your toe like I always kind of like, yep. thought about it in my head I was like is this true and then you know, <laughs> I don't know yeah it doesn't seem like it should be true I, I'll tell you I have uh, I have some coworkers that, you know, I, so I, I, at work, I kind of, I, I run a, uh, I'm one of a couple of clinicians that run, um, ACL rehab, uh, classes. So we kind of take folks all the way from immediate post-op all the way back to, to return to sport. And when I was uh, showing, yeah, right on, man, come on down. Um, when I was showing some of the other clinicians, some of this, the, the knees over toes guy stuff that I, the ATG stuff that I, that I now give to these ACL folks, they're like, are you sure you should be doing that? 
that I thought you weren't supposed to, to squat with your knees over your toes. These are PTs. You're not supposed to squat with your knees over your toes. And right. like, they're, you know, looking at me like I had two heads. <laughs> and so it's, I mean, it's, it's down to the professionals that are, you know, well-educated that are, that are still perpetuating this. And, you know, you know, uh, fair enough to them. This is sort of kind of thanks to Ben, almost new information because it's been so long. Right. That, uh, so, I think strength coaches the last 20 years have known that was BS, but Ben took what, um, you know, highly educated individuals already knew and brought it to the masses and packaged it in a way that can be understood a lot easier than I think anyone else can. And that's what a great educator does is he takes something that's complicated and he makes it less complex and regresses it for the masses. So good job, you know, working with those guys. Can you tell us about the paper, how that went and um, just you know, dive as deep as you want on that? Yeah. So, uh, you know, getting, as I dug into the, the, the ATG system on the coaching side, um, it immediately struck me that, Hey, you know, this would work really well in the clinic. Um, and knowing my colleagues and, you know, coming from UCSF where everything is, well, in PT, I guess in general now, it's all uh, evidence-based practice. And so I thought, well, nobody's going to do this stuff if, if well, I won't say nobody, but a lot of folks are going to say, well, there's no evidence. We're not going to do that, you know, or you, you get into some debate with, uh, some dogmatic PT and it, it always falls back onto, well, show me the evidence or I'm not going to do it. Right. Right. And so I thought, well, you know what? I've, there's got to be some evidence for our most basic thing that we do in ATG is what it starts out with is backward walking. And sure enough, there's a ton of research on it. So I thought, well, and I start, so I started to read it and it just was like, it's again, it's just so basic and, and it just makes so much sense. Uh, and I, I told Ben about it and he said, Hey man, would you mind, uh, putting together, uh, a little paper on it and a little article? And I said, sure. And so, um, you know, a few weeks worth of, uh, paper reading. Um, I thought I'd never, ever do that again after grad school. God. <laughs> uh, thousands of hours, thousands. Oh my God. Um, but it, actually this time, because it like, there wasn't a gun to my head and like saying you either do this or you don't graduate. Right. It was it was fun. It was really entertaining going through the papers and reading and seeing all these people have put in all this hard work to show the huge benefits of walking backward and, and nobody used it. So I thought, you know, hence the the title of, of the paper, um, you know, should backward walking be standard of care for for knee pain? Uh, and so um, I put together uh the paper just, I'd wanted to make it very approachable um, and not so like, I didn't want it to look like my, uh, my grad school paper. Right. And so, yeah, it's got some references in there, but it's, I, I, I wanted just anybody that read it to understand it. And so, um, so I, I guess let me back up and say that in, in PT, it's not a, a, a normal thing to say, okay, you just came out of knee surgery. You just got an ACL or a total knee. I want you to start walking backward, right? We say, no, I'd like you to do squats and start doing a little bit of walking with your walker. Right. Um, 
and, you know, do these other things, you know, do, do these clamshells and do the, you know, all your normal PT exercises, which, you know, in the right context are, are fine. Um, but none of those things get at the, the real problem with knee trauma, which you could consider any surgery is, is a massive trauma to the knee, right? You just got stabbed. And yeah. if you got a knee replacement, they went in and did carpentry on your knee with hammers and saws. And so the, in, in trauma in the knee, the, the quad just shuts off, right? It goes on vacation. Right. Um, it sounds, sounds like you've had ACL surgery. I have had a, uh, a hip, a couple hip surgeries, um, a total, a total hip reconstruction on my left side. Um, okay. They did micro fracture. They tried to go in and fix oh it. We've done stem cells, PRP. Yeah. And now I'm, 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 I'm going to give this, uh, ATG system a shot to stay away from hip replacement as long as possible. Yeah. That's, that's well, my goal. Well, so all that prehab to not get an ACL yeah. injury. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so you know that even with the hip stuff, all the things around the hip, the glutes, the hip flexors, the TFL, all that stuff just goes on vacation. Right. Right. It just stops working and it's, it's really, really difficult to get it going. And so in, in PT, it's like, okay, we'll do some squats and do some forward walk. And well, the problem with squats, as you guys know, that there's a, you get a, somebody that, that like, let's just take, for example, a high level athlete, they're going to figure out a way to do that squat without using an ounce of quad. And it's going to look like the most beautiful squat you've ever seen. And you're going to say, Oh, look, they can squat. They must be ready for X, Y, Z, right. you know, um, or walking, you know, the one, one of the points in the paper was, was quad avoidance gate, right? Like, I, I don't think it said it directly as quad avoidance gate, but these folks that had these knee replacements, they'll do everything they can to not get into that quad. Right. And so they'll, or they'll keep like, uh, uh, full knee extension. So they don't have to control eccentrically, uh, the, you know, their body weight as they walk. Right. So even in walking, you get like very little quad activation in, in a, in a painful and injured knee. And isn't, so isn't a, a backwards walk. It's just, it's just a bilateral repeated terminal knee extension, which isn't completely. there a lot of a research on TKEs for, for knee rehab and prehab there is a ton right and so and that was the point of the, of the paper was um saying hey look there's all this research that shows and there's even research to say you know the that backward walking is superior for quadriceps activation than forward walking because like you said it's just a terminal knee extension over and over and over again and the cool thing about it is because you have to go through your foot right? All, what is it? 30, 32 or 33 joints and 20, 26, what, 26 bones and all the other muscles. Right. And so you have to go through all of those little shock absorbers. You got to go through your heel, the, the calf muscles. It, it makes for a very light impact. Whereas if you're walking, you got to go through your heel, right? And that, that just sends that shock right up through it. And so the, there's research to show that it's it, backward walking helps reduce pain in the knee right where you know with when i get folks forward walking before i was doing the atg stuff it would just blow their knee up right, right? it's like super traumatic because it's just you know pounding and pounding and pounding and there's no shock absorption and that's so, mission the, the tibia work you get with a tibialis uh 
anterior, you're, mm-hmm. you know, probably re- recovering that dorsiflexion of the foot. Um, a lot of people, I mean, come on, that muscle is asleep, but most of the general population I've noticed, I have some of my clients do backward walk without weight. Um, I've seen it. I mean, I don't know if you saw this in your research, uh, the concentric loading of sled work um, for people mm-hmm. is very effective and doesn't damage the knees as far as I've seen. Yeah. Yep. I'm, I'm so I'm, the, the I'm, I'm, I've got a couple more things I want to uh, push out. One, I, I've got a lot of things I want to uh, write about for the ATG system, but that's one of them. Um, the, the sled work and, you know, boiling that down to just the different components of that. And I mean, it's, Everything I, I've, I've written about, Ben's already said, right? And so I, I didn't write anything new. It's just, it was just putting the research behind all the things that he already knows and that he's already kind of just preached about kind of uh, on social media, right? I mean, he's, he's just, I don't know, preaching. He's just kind of speaking his truth and what he's figured out um, all by himself. You know, I'm, I'm sure he's read a bunch of research, but uh, he doesn't bother with uh, saying, oh, re- here's the research behind this. He just has here's my knees, here's the, the thousands of people that have tried this and, you know, either do it or don't, I don't care. Right. That's kind of his thing. Um, so it, it, as far as the paper, I'll kind of finish up on that. Um, so I, I just put it all together and said, you know, here's three things, you know, it's, it can help, you know, with pain, it, it can help with uh, muscle recruitment, right. It, it's protective against cartilage damage. Right. And so it's like, why aren't the clinicians doing that? If it's so much more beneficial uh, to somebody that's in pain or has a, an injury or arthritis, why aren't more people doing it? You know, um, and, I, and I, I honestly believe, like the title says, that it should be a standard of care. That anybody that comes in with knee pain, that should be the first thing you try because it, it, it it's, you know, assuming that somebody could stand up and, and walk backward. This is the new best practice you're saying. Uh, I think so. Um, I, I've, I've had zero people. Yeah. Standard care. Uh, zero people have said, uh, this backward walking thing makes my knee feel terrible. Mm-hmm. Like nobody said that. Right. Um, using, you know, and I, the banded TKE for years and strength and conditioning for athletes presenting yeah. knee discomfort and pain. And I, I think you're exactly right. Backwards walking with a sled is superior to that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, you know, most of my patients, they don't, so our clinic, we don't have a sled, but we got a bunch of treadmills. And so we do the dead mill with them, right? We just, there you go. Uh, I set them up backwards on it and get them going. And they all, they all think it's weird at first, but then they get going. And I, I would say nine out of 10 of them, they, they, they don't want to stop because it feels so good. They don't know why, right. but it feels good. Um, it, it, usually actually the, the, the thing that stops them is their cardiovascular <laughs> within like 30 seconds to a minute, they're all huffing and puffing, but they're like, ah, I want to do that again. Let me, let me catch my breath before I die, but I want to do it again. How, um, so oh, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. How have you been implementing the sets and reps? Because I've taken it straight out of the book, um, from, Basically, you know, you got your 10 minutes of backwards walking. You got your anterior tibialis raise, 25 reps. Straight knee calf raise, 25 reps. Another set of uh, tib raises, 25. Bent knee calf raises, 25. Patrick step, 25. ATG split squat, 25. 
elephant walk or hamstring stretch 25 L sit. And then your, um, couch stretch is, is that, is that just pretty much how you're implementing it in the clinic? Or I would be really interested to hear how you, you program this stuff. So, uh, I would love to do just that. Um, but because folks are coming to us, uh, in a lot of ways, uh, kind of deconditioned or just not able to do all of that stuff. Um, I have to dial back what I give them to kind of what they can tolerate. So, um, I even, I'll dial back, uh, even like the, the Patrick step. Some, some folks, they, they can't, Seem, I, it, either I'm not coaching it right or they just can't tolerate that that single knee even with assistance and so I'll just have them on two knees or not on knees but on on two feet right and so this is a, a an exercise I, I stole from this, a gentleman named Eric Mira uh, M-E-I-R-A he's a PT out of Portland um, and he, he's a big ACL guy too Eric Mira and uh, Nick Hughes out of Australia yeah 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 uh, he's great. And so uh, it's this, it's basically a hack squat with your, your, your back and your heels up against the door. Um, and then I just have folks squat down to their most comfortable level. And that may just be an inch or two. Right. Um, but you'll, uh, you find out real quickly that inch or two for somebody that has like no conditioning smokes them quick. Especially right? five so, reps by eight. They're crying. W- well, there, I actually, I dial it way back. I get them doing a five by five, right? And they do a five by five until they tell me it's way easy. Some of them will even start doing more uh, just because it's too easy. But then it, it, it's, as soon as it's too easy, I just start rapidly progressing the volume because the knees just take it, right? So we go oh, to 10. It. And then 25. And then a, a thing that I got from Ben out at the, the Mark Bell uh, seminar, they started doing high volumes of those, uh, the, even the Poliquin steps. And so I'll, I'll, I'll do this with the Poliquins, the Petersons, and the, the Patrick steps, where it's, I'll either do 50 or 100, right? So it's 25 normal speed and then 25 really fast. Um, and that, that just gets tremendous heat into that quad, man. So that's how you're progressing it. One thing I found counterintuitive with that Patrick step is I'm experiencing massive hamstring and glute activation doing it as well as quad. Hmm. I, I, I make sure that you're keeping your torso upright and almost leaning back with that. Oh, maybe you're hinging too much. Maybe too much hinge. Yeah. 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 So there should be. You should, there should be like no hinging on that. And so you're, you you're could almost back. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't know if you need me to demonstrate it, but, um, that, yeah, there should be like n- no hinging. And so, um, check that out. But so, so I'll regress it to where they need it to be. Um, and once they can get to, let's say a, a 50 reps of that thing, doing the 25 and 25, then I'll bring in the Patrick step. And then that, that like regresses way back again to like a little one or two inch thing with, with assistance. And so um, I just kind of need to find where they're at. And then on top of that, I'll usually be able to throw in the, the tibialis raises and then the FHL. 
Um, it's a it's a rare person that I give the 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 solius raises to. I wouldn't say rare. Maybe fifty percent of the people I'll do the solius raise just because it it's a usually our our, our population's older. You know, we get a lot of older folks, and so explaining the the, the difference in, in in it's a kind of a coordination drill actually with the, those knees bent doing those heel raises. And so right. if I can get them to just do the FHL one, they're getting that calf stretch. They're getting big toe work um and and calf work and you know you're still getting soleus work in there too so it's not like it's completely off and right. so um you so usually they're going to get that i just for everybody at work i that, that sees my notes it's a doorway hack squat um because it makes sense to them um instead of an atg squat and can so, you explain the physiology behind why an l sit is important for people with, um, with knee pain, I find, I find explaining that one a little bit challenging to some of my clients. Um, how, how do you, how do you, uh, talk about that one? So, uh, that, yeah, that's a great question. <laughs> uh, I don't give the LSIT to most people, um, just my athletes, but if, if so if we, I, I look at the LSIT in two different places, um, in my personal practice, like for me, um, I use the L-sit as a, as a thing to kind of pull the neurologic tension out of my hamstrings. Right. Right. And so, um, that's what I use it for in the beginning of the ATG system. So you, you have to understand too, that, that Ben built the ATG system, uh, as a, as a basketball player and a jumper. And so the, the, the L-sit, um, on one, it helps promote hip flexor strength. Right. Uh, and then two, it, it'll reinforce hamstring length, right? So, cause you're basically doing a toe touch, but you're using your, your hip flexor musculature to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so as far as knee health goes, I, I, I think it just overall, it promotes flexibility, uh, of the whole, like the posterior chain there. Um, and then it, you're also going to get some quadriceps strength there, right? So you're going to get hip flexor, rectus femoris. And you got to keep your knee straight, which sucks. Right. Uh, that's the hardest part about yeah. it. Uh, and so you're going to get quad activation with that too. So it's not it's not a one dimensional thing. There's so many things, and, and <laughs> the way that zero is programmed, it's a 60 second hold, right? Dude, so I can't like do huge... past 30. It's kicking my ass <laughs> or kicking my hip flexors. Got yeah, tears uh, with like five second interv- five second increases, like. Uh, it's cause you're too jacked, man. You just, you need to skinny up them legs, son. Got more work to do. Too yoked. <laughs> yep. I've been regressing yep. it. Sorry. But I've been regressing it with my clients. I have them brace against a wall or against, um, two 45 pound plates with their hands behind them. And yep. I just have them do leg lifts cause 90. Well, the only, the only athletes that are going to do that are my jacked CEOs and my high school athletes. There's no one, the rest of the client population is not going to be able to do an L sit. just not going to happen. Yeah. Um, uh, so in, uh, so past zero, there's a, a program called dense, right? So dense strength. And it's a thing that, uh, uh, Ben's colleague, Keegan, Keegan Smith, uh, who runs the, the coaching side of things. It, I think that that came from the dense strength thing came from him. And so um, it's a lot of uh, EMOM stuff. Okay. Uh, so every minute on the minute uh, sets on the minute, his, 
in, in dense strength, they don't do e-bomb for the hip flexors, but uh, they do, so it's a, um, an L-sit. So on, on, a, on the dip, dip bars, L-sit on the dip, dip bars, L-sit, I don't know what the hell you call that. Parallel bars. Um, yeah, yeah. L-sit on the parallel bars. And man, if you think that doing a 60 second, <laughs> what's well, not 60 seconds there, it's, it's 20, 20 seconds on that one, but that is so hard. Um, so that, and that, that it's, it's a character builder. <laughs> okay. I'll tell the clients it's a character builder exercise for your knees. <laughs> That's right. Well, you, you know, a lot of, a lot of the kids that come through, they think that they can't do that 60 seconds. Um, and it, it just, if I just keep shouting at them, uh, pretty much, I would say 75% of them, they, they get that, uh, that, that full 60 seconds. I think they can't do it. And it, it just Gotta feels push them through awful. That pain barrier. Yep. Yep. And so once you get them over the mental part of it, it, it comes, you know, it's hard and they shake like crazy and, you know, not everybody can hold their knee in full extension during that thing. Um, but you know, it, it's a fun challenge, especially for the, the younger kids, you know, you talk a little shit to them and tell them they <laughs> they suck and then they work <laughs> really hard there and they come go. back and they're like, yeah, yeah, seriously. Uh, you know, you got to pick the right kid for it, but exactly. Um, but they, they yeah, can give, give them a hard time. Yeah, yeah, you get you get the get the pretty kids coming in there with their their fancy shoes and stuff, and like they think they're hot shit, and you just make them do one of those, and like, huh, what's up? I thought you were an athlete. <laughs> <laughs> their Kanye <laughs> shoes and their mop top hair. It's an interesting look. Now oh I God. feel old. <laughs> it, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, yeah, I, I hope that answers your question. Kind of how I program. Uh, in the clinic. And so I, I don't get to do, and actually I don't get to the ATG split squat for a, a while for some folks as they just, you know, once they've done the, the, the doorway stuff, um, they, they, they can, they can get cooked or their knees just like, yeah, we're done, you know? Um, so it, maybe it takes me a month or two to get to even adding that ATG split squat into their program. But, you know, it, it comes along eventually. Um, and it's, again, for those folks, it's, it's huge. Um, you know, it's, it's a lot, a lot of my folks to actually squat down to the ground where they, they're like, they come in saying, ah, you know, a lot of times stuff falls on the ground and I just leave it, you know? And once I get them doing the ATG stuff, getting into that deep squat position with those knee bends and stuff, they're like, yeah, if I wanted to, I could get down there, you know, I clean my baseboards for the first time in two years. So you know, it's it's hugely rewarding to to see that stuff. How long does it usually take for people to start seeing results? Personally, I have a client who I really hope gets good results. She was a competitive D one tennis player for years, then she was a one of the most successful lawyers in the country. Now she's one of the top executives at Nike, and she loves what she does. But if something doesn't change, I think she's headed for a a double knee replacement. Um, I hope she's not in that category of that 0.01% um, mm-hmm. because she did just get uh, steroid and PRP injections. Um, and we are able to work through most of the exercises. Um, what, what timetable do you think that is uh, that's headed for? So uh, it, it kind of depends on um what you're looking for in terms of results, like end results. I mean, this, you know, 
Ben's been working on his knees for years, right? And so it might be a two-year process before she gets to where she wants to be. Right. Um, you know, being, uh, you know, back to super high uh, competitive shape. But I'm seeing folks having significant reductions in pain. And again, at Kaiser, I don't see folks, but maybe every two to three or four weeks. And so from session to session, folks that actually stick to it and, and, and do uh, what we talked about and not more. Uh, I'm seeing session to session changes every single time they come in, I'm able to give them a progression. And, and again, that's the, the great thing about the ATG system is it's not super complicated. The right. hardest thing I have to do with, to teach with these folks is not the movements. It's to, to get them to understand that they don't push through pain. Like there's, right. there's no pain allowed in the ATG system. Um, none. And so I'll get folks, that's the, honestly, that's the hardest thing is they'll, they'll do the, even like, you know, the, the Patrick steps or the, the regress version that I do on the doorway. It doesn't hurt too bad. You're like, stop. Exactly. Exactly. Right. And you have to listen to the language they use where they they say, does it hurt? And they're like, um, and that, um, right there is like, okay, that hurts a little bit. And even if they say, um, no, not really. And so that tells you, yeah, okay, maybe it's a two out of 10, but we want zero. Right. And so you just got to keep regressing it and get it in their head that like, we want this to be zero. And I I tell folks uh, that like, I want these exercises to become boring. I want them to seem like they're doing nothing and then we'll progress it. Right. And so, um, the ATG exercise list, um, with those clients that, experience pain when those certain exercises become pain-free that's when you can progress whatever time frame that is so actually i'll back up and say that they're always pain-free right like i don't let them go home doing something that causes them pain i make sure that that what we get in this session if i can't make a thing pain-free then then it doesn't they don't get to do it right and so that's where that 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 most basic that kind of that, that hack squat, that doorway hack squat, or the, the, the zero version, the, the Patrick step, um, we can dial that back so far that pretty much everybody can do it. I mean, let's say I, I get a, a post-op ACL that's only a few days out. I'll regress that even further to just a, we call a short arc quad, right? So we just put the, a ball underneath their knee and they just do these really short knee extensions because that's all they can get. And so they'll work that until I can get them to do 50 of them for a couple of sets. And then we'll go over to the door and, and see if they can do that. Sometimes they, they don't even need the door. They go right to the, to the Patrick steps. Do you ever use a, like a stability pad or anything for those Patrick steps? Do you think there's any benefit? Um, you know, I, I haven't done it because I, I'm not sure if there's a, a, uh, benefit there just by, it's, it's easy, right? Okay. There's a two inch stability pad, boom, throw it down instead of a plate. Um, do you think there's any yeah. benefit there? No, I don't think so. Um, because I want, I want perfect form, right. um, for these things, right? Cause it, when, when, when I do anything in PT, it's like, what are you doing and why? And, and so with, with the Patrick steps, I, I want perfect form, perfect technique on this thing because I'm trying to build a certain capacity right. um, and introducing 
the 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 Airx pad that just adds in kind of this variability that's going to prevent them from having perfect form. And then maybe they feel a little weird in the knee, right? And they say, ah, sometimes it hurts, sometimes it doesn't. Like, mm, well, I, I can't tell you why it does sometimes. And so let's just take the pad away. And so the only thing I use an Airx pad for is, is a, a couch stretch. Like, that's it. Yeah. Um, you know, because last time I checked, nobody plays basketball on an Airx court. Right. You know, I so I bought for half kneeling stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So anytime I got to put my knee on the ground, um, I'll use that. Um, cause I think that's fine. I think that's, that that's okay to have the perturbation at your knee for that. But for balance stuff, it, there, there's so much other things you can do to challenge somebody's balance. Um, you know, playing eyes open, eyes closed, you know, slow rotation of the head and you know, just different loads in different places that you don't need to have people on an Airx pad or, or a, a, a Bosu ball even. So, um, yeah, I, I just don't, I don't use them that much. Maybe I'm completely off base on that, but that's just in my practice. I don't. I think that's exactly what I've, what I've heard from um, appealing to authority with my professors and instructors, what, what you're saying. One thing I've noticed is I have to make sure I do extra glute work running the ATG system three times a week because I get so into my quads. I'll have a massive quad pump where I'll get quad cramps. Just going, my quads are growing like crazy too. It's just, it's like, I and have to do like, you know, uh, clamshells and adductor work and gl- extra glute bridges. Cause it, that neural connection out of my quadricep is just on. <laughs> yeah. I think not a bad thing, but yeah, you're, you're hundred percent right. And, Yep. And, and understand too, that the, the, the zero program is not meant to be like the, the one thing that, you know, guys like you do, right. It's not meant to replace your workouts. Uh, a lot of high level athletes will actually use zero as their warm up, And that's kind of what I do is I'll use, you know, once I got through it, right. I've once, you know, I, I kind of, because I was coming from being a sloth for a bunch of years. And so zero kind of kicked my ass in the beginning. Right. Um, you were, you were so, a competitive bike racer. Is that right? Or yeah, I was a competitive cyclist for a lot yeah. of years. And I mean, I, I competed at kind of the higher level of cycling. And so, you know, I, I didn't have a ton of success uh, at the higher level because, you know, just like with any athletics that it really kind of filters out like the natural talent in the freak shows and, you right. know, my my limited talent that I do have was quickly exceeded by the freak shows and it's just like on the bicycle it's kind of crazy because it that you you get uh, it's 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 a power and aerobic fitness and these people they they do things and you're just like how the hell does a human do that and right so you know it's like watching the Ronnie Coleman uh, movies you're just like, how the fuck does a human <laughs> yeah. lightweight baby lightweight lightweight baby do you race on Zwift. Uh, no, I can't stand that shit. <laughs> not so your, the, not your thing. The online competitive. No, version. I've got uh, uh, you know <laughs> some guys in my cohort that are trying to get me into it because it's, it's you have to take your weight and all that stuff. Yeah, I mean, I I, I see the appeal, um, but for me, the 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 appeal to, I, so I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm I'm a, a, just a different person, but you know when I. I didn't win too many races, um, but when I would win a race, it was sort of like, oh, well, that's it. Okay. 
that was kind of anticlimactic. It wasn't like I didn't, it wasn't as fun winning as I thought it was for me. It was all the work that went into getting to that, you know, it was the analytics stuff and the training and yeah, the journey and, and experimenting with myself and beating the shit out of myself to, to get to that point. So I enjoyed the training more than I liked the racing. Um, and, and actually the part of the racing that I do like is kind of the, the roller derby aspect of it. So I did like these short races called criteriums or like these one mile circuits. And you just, you do that for like 90 minutes. And, um, for me, a really good race was had a little bit of uphill, a little bit of downhill, really fast turns. And so it was kind of technical in, in, in really close quarters. And so, um, you know, having a little pissing contest each, each corner, you know, it was, was fun to me. And so that's, um, that's it, it, you know, you would think so, but it, it, it kind of slows down, you know, like when you get good at something, it really slows down. And so um, if you're calm about it and, and you have a little bit of confidence in your abilities, it's, it's kind of slow motion. And so it doesn't seem you know, you're going 30 miles an hour or something like that, but it doesn't seem like it. Um, so it, you know, it, that's why I don't like Zwift so much because it doesn't have any of that. And it's just sort of, you know, beating the crap out of myself, chasing a cartoon. Just pure conditioning. Right. Yep. Now you can yep. beat the and crap I, out of yourself doing the zero program. It, I'm telling you, man. <laughs> you guys should, uh, we'll figure out a way to get you, you know, some of the dense material. Try that stuff. I, would, I mean, it's, I would love it's, to get into the, the nitty gritty and figure out how to apply it to other joints. And maybe join the team if that is a, a possibility or something that would work for a time commitment for me. But um, changing, let's go, let's dig into that deeper. But changing gears here are, are we really like to ask these these type of questions at the end of the show. Right. It seems like you had some struggles in your early life with education, and now you're a doctor of physical therapy. You said you said you took 20 years going through different educational through your educational journey, do you have some advice for the young college student, maybe struggling through kinesiology program or high school kid, or maybe just a personal trainer, you know, who, who needs to work on their education? What would you tell that person? What type of life experience could you convey that, that would help them? Oh man. So, you know, I, I would say work hard. You know, that was, that was the thing I didn't do in high school. Uh, and I, I didn't do until I kind of figured out what I wanted to do was, was to, to do the work and kind of really, you know, put your, put your heart and soul into it. If it's a thing that you really want to do, spend the time and learn it, you know, cause I, I was the, the, the stereotypical cram before the exam and then you learn nothing. Right. And then, then you, you got a degree and then, but then you're like, okay, well, what do you know? And like, I don't know. I forgot it all. I, I crammed. Right. And so, you know, do the work. It sucks at the time, um, but, but it, you know, it'll pay off in the end. And in, in terms of being able, like, just psychologically to do the work, do something that you like, you know. I mean, I, I don't know. Don't, don't uh, like they used to say, the underwater basket weaving or, the, or the, the art degree. Well, you better make sure you can make a living off of it. But, right. I mean, it's easy to say for, for us, right, because there's, there's careers to be had in, in kines and training and, and that sort of thing. So, you know, as athletes, we can, we can make a career out of studying the thing that we like. Um, but it, it, as much as possible, you know, find something that you can be passionate about and, and go uh, an inch wide and a mile deep on, 
you know, because that's that's really where you start to have fun uh, learning about stuff is just getting into the, the nitty gritty details and, you know, be OK with with geeking out on, on whatever you're learning. You know, it's it's going to be at least a, a significant part of your life for, I don't know, maybe a decade or two before you change careers again. Right. Right. That's good. That 10,000 hour rule. You, you spend 10,000 hours doing something. You're probably going to be yeah. a pretty high uh, pretty, pretty big expert in the world. You want that yeah, person I mean, to have injuries at 10,000 hours right. per person, maybe 20,000, mm-hmm. who knows? And, you know, to be quite honest, guys, uh, the, going into the, the ATG thing is, is me still kind of living those, those words is, uh, being, cause I, I, I've never gone that, that inch wide and a mile deep outside of my PT school education. And, and so um, here I, I have this thing, this, this ATG thing that Ben's provided us, and it's, it's given me this avenue to, to dive super deep uh, on the subject, um, not only just knees, um, but again, like I mentioned before, the, 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 the kind of the core technology of the ATG system is this long and short range training. And that's, that's where kind of the magic happens. Um, the, the knees over toes thing is, is just sort of a, a, a consequence of it, I think. And so, you know, diving into some of the research there, you know, doing some of this stuff in, in my own home gym and, and applying it to my patients and really, really, really learning about it. And, um, yeah, so it's, it's, you know, I'm just now again, starting to be able to, to live those words. How can coaches listening to this podcast uh, reach out and and dive deep into the ATG program. What avenues do they need to take? So, uh, man, Ben's going to kill me. Uh, I I think the website here. I'm going to just look it up. It's atgonlinecoaching.com. I think Ben's watching right now. We will put we will post <laughs> the links. We'll put it in the show notes. Yeah, yeah. It'll, it'll be um, in the failure. Notes. Yeah, it's atgonlinecoaching.com uh, for that's kind of like that that retail. Everybody can can do it. System, um, ATG. What's the you know what the pricing is there? Yeah. So uh, I think right now, if you if you go on Instagram, you can, there's there's a code that you can get that'll give you for the first month for twenty bucks or twenty dollars and twenty two cents or something like that. Discount code. Discount code. Um, and so normally it's fifty bucks a month, and it's man, it's uh, they've uh, as they've said they've they've kind of cracked the code on um on coaching online coaching because what they do for their 50 bucks i mean it sounds kind of steep for an online coaching program but you get uh near real-time feedback of your form right so you could take videos of your your technique for every single movement and within 24 hours you're going to get one of uh you, you know one of ben's 30 coaches oh atg uh, he, um for coaches that's the website. ATG for coaches is the coaching websites for, for the folks that actually want to be ATG certified coaches. Uh, c- coming to a town near you soon is going to be ATG gyms. And uh, again, also, right um, yeah, got the ATG seal of approval. So that's, that's in the works for, uh, there's, there's actually, uh, out in, in Nebraska, uh, Wade, I'm going to butcher his name, Wade, Wade Hushin or Hoochin. Sorry, dude. Uh, ATG Nebraska, he's got his, um, and there's, there's one or two, there's ATG Florida out in Clearwater and, uh, Macedonia 
I believe there's an ATG Macedonia. So if you're out that way. Hell uh, yeah. We and, have and, a lot of Macedonian friends at our gym. Yeah, we have a couple guys. Right on. Uh, Send the them coaching, over. Yeah, the coaching for uh, the monthly is uh, for coaches is for coaching. The pricing for the coaches monthly is $100 a month. Yeah, that's right. And so, um, so uh, look, if you don't mind, I'll, I'll just finish up on the, the ATG uh, online stuff. So, you, you know, you get to, you, it's a fairly basic program, right? And it, and it, um, so what you're, you're paying your 50 bucks for is, is that, that uh, one-on-one coaching you're getting of your form uh, within 24 hours for anything you want um, and interaction from ATG coaches. And so uh, that's how they make sure that you've got perfect form and perfect technique for everything that you do. And, uh, you know, Ben's always coming up with uh, new exercises and then his coaches are, are, are uh, taught up on that at the, the ATG Florida location. So they're always kind of up on, on the new thing and they know exactly how to coach uh, and, and correct anything that you're doing. So, um, and the, the ATG, uh, ATG for coaches, they're the, the $100 a month thing. Um, man, that is a tremendous platform for coaches. Uh, you guys have seen Ben, Ben, his personality online. And he's just, he's the, the kindest, most generous person that's, in my opinion, in, in, in the coaching industry right now. Um, so, so generous with his time. And he, you know, as generous as he is with his time on Instagram and YouTube and all that stuff, he's in that telegram group every single day, two or three times a day, um, putting out just, you know, hundreds of messages responding to every single comment. And, um, that, that telegram group, uh, for the ATG for coaches is kind of like this, uh, think tank for coaching. And, you know, they've got some really, really, really smart people in there. I like that. Um, again, a plug for our guy in Nebraska, Wade. You know him, and, and there's there's a, a few guys out in Texas. Corey Dean out in Texas. Just oh, these really Wade really Huchin? brilliant guys. Yeah, you got it. And so, uh, a couple of guys out in Texas. They're they're all over the place, right? There's um, you guys have uh, anyway. I didn't I didn't know Ensima was a coach from. Uh, yeah, Ensima's a coach. Uh, super training um, gym. Can't say he's super active <laughs> in the Telegram group. He's got other things going on. He's your, he's uh, your guys, delegated jacked athlete. <laughs> yeah, he's busy getting jacked um, and, and making us all jealous. You know, dude, got man crushes on that dude. Gotta have the best natural physique I've ever seen. Oh my god, it's uh, scary. I don't, I don't show my wife pictures of that dude. <laughs> <laughs> Mister, steal your girl and see what. Uh, yeah. So anyway, the, the, the telegram group, it, it's so good. Um, everybody's, uh, just so nice and encouraging and we just, everybody shares information. It's just, it's the place you want to be if you want to become a better coach. Um, I, I haven't seen anything like it. Um, you know, it's it just, it's just this open book, you know, everybody there is very, very open. It's like, Hey, I'm having a problem with this. How can I cue that? And you've got, you know, three or 400 people in there and, and somebody, has, has a, has a suggestion, you know, and then oftentimes you're getting a dozen suggestions and it and oftentimes turns into this deeper discussion, uh, of that problem, you know, and, and a lot of the folks, you know, so I don't know if you guys know, but the Ben and, and Ben Clairfield out in Florida, they've, they've all studied under Charles, Charles Poliquin. And so. Rest in peace. Deep, yes, sir. Uh, so deep discussions on Charles and everything that they learned from him. That guy was a genius, by the way. Um, and so, 
you know, it's, it's just the, the, the best in fitness and, and all the best ideas are, are in that. So, you know, for me, uh, yeah, I, I, I go and I study and I do all the ATG for coaches stuff, but uh, being in that, that telegram uh, group, that's, it's a bargain at twice the price. Right. Um, and access and to so some just, of the best minds in the country sounds uh, like, man, I'm, I'm telling you, it's, it's crazy. And, and, and every single person on there is they're open for questions. It's an, it's seriously, it's an open forum. You got a, you got a question, you got a problem, ask, you know, and so you just, I, I've just learned so much like ATG and anything else, uh, just even from kind of just being a, a, a reader of the group, you know, um, so I, I leave, you know, some of the, the brilliant uh, strength training stuff to the, to those guys, to the strength trainers. I'm just a PT, you know? Um, like I told you before, I, I've learned a lot of the, the things that I, I do now clinically have, have come from uh, strength trainers and uh, physical preparation guys and, and not, not the PT side of things. Cause those, those are the guys that are, that are doing the movement. They're seeing movement every day and they're solving these complex movement problems um, that, uh, you know, your average PT isn't. And so, you know, th- th- that's where I go to for my answers. You could, you could call them. I mean, if they're a certified strength, strength and conditioning specialist, like they're uh, also a movement pattern specialist too. Yeah, Just absolutely. It, it's, you know, it's funny because PT, you know, the, the, the American physical therapy association um, likes to, to t- say that the PTs are the movement experts, but you go ask the average, you know, PT, I don't know, maybe I just run around with uh, not the, the, the most athletic PTs, but you ask them, show me a squat, show me a deadlift and coach me through it. Right. That's uh, n- not so good. And it, right. and to me, those are, those are basic foundational human movements. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I, I, I go to the, the physical preparation guys, you know, because they know what actual human movement is, you know. After my surgery, I went through four physical therapists because I just asked some basic questions, and I was like, "Nice to meet you," you know. Yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> Next. <laughs> yeah, and I found someone, you know, some very good therapists that yeah. helped my recovery tremendously, who yeah. are amazing professionals. But just like mm, yeah. strength coaches and personal trainers and even doctors, you know, there's good ones and there's bad ones. Yeah. I mean, it's, they're out there. Right. And it's, to it, for me, it's, you, you, if you can find the guy or the girl that's willing to go to the other profession, the, to go to the, the quote unquote competitor and learn things from them. And, you know, it's, you know, maybe some PTs think that like going to a, a strength trainer is, is like taking a step down, right? Because those guys are maybe lower on the pay grade and they didn't have a, a stupid doctorate or a master's degree or whatever. A lot of them have do master's degrees and doctorates, but, um, but you know, they're not, they, nobody calls them doctor, right? Like actually right. I don't let anybody call me doctor, but, uh, <laughs> except for you guys, um, we'll call you doctor on the podcast, man. If you don't, <laughs> if we don't call you doctor, why'd you do it? You're, you're in a professional <laughs> setting here. Uh, yeah, it actually, you know, go, but <laughs> it kind of goes back to the, uh, the getting the, the, the bachelor's degree for my mom. I thought it'd be cool if my mom could say her son was a doctor. <laughs> There you go. There you go. Uh, so anyway, yeah, it's, I don't know. I got off track. I just run my no mouth. No worries. Uh, Dr. Ziegler, do you have 
anything to add um, while we're closing out the show here? We'll keep you on at the end. Um, where, where can we find you on social media? Where can our listeners find so, you? So, uh, you know, basically just Instagram. Uh, it's it's the ATG Clinician on Instagram. ATG underscore clinician. Fantastic. Um, and where can they find that paper? Uh, that paper, that's over on uh, medium.com, also at the ATG Clinician. Perfect. We'll have, fun paper. we'll have links in the show notes. Dr. Ziegler, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks a lot, Dr. Ziegler. We really Appreciate enjoyed it. everything. And uh, we're going to send you a uh, Blue Car Fitness t-shirt. Yes, and Hopefully, ne- next time we have you on, we'll see a cameo from your two dogs. Absolutely. You know, it's funny. They were in here, except they we have four dogs at the house right now. But, so I locked them next, out. Next, they like next them time, we'll have five guests. All right, Blue Collar <laughs> Fitness, thank you for listening. We Episode appreciate you 41. guys. And we're out. Thanks so much, guys.